Sounds good. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to Pop Cult X special presentation, our live special presentation with the creative team from the upcoming Dawn of DC Blue Beetle series. Uh, my name is Danny, and along with Gabriel, we are your hosts here at Pop Cult X, where weekly we talk about music, movies, comic books, books, and everything that fits under the pop culture umbrella. So I will be um, checking out you guys' chat. If you guys have any questions for the creative team, please go ahead and feel free to leave it in the chat field there, and we'll get to them when we can. Um, but for right now, Gabe, go ahead and turn it over to you and introduce the team that we have with us today. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. We have Josh Trujillo, which is the writer of the uh, Blue Beetle uh, Graduation Day series and also the new upcoming series that's coming up. Adrian Gutierrez, who is the artist, and Will Quintana, who is the colorist. Thank you so much for joining, guys. Um, for those in our audience that don't know, um, this is actually an international uh, connection here with Adrian coming in from Spain, uh, Will coming in from Florida, and Josh uh, in LA. So thank you for uh, coming. I know it's all different times. Um, on this Sunday, is it already Monday in Spain yet? <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not Monday yet. Not it's, yet. Uh, uh, nine uh, of the night. So we still we still have some hours uh, before going to sleep. Oh, so okay. well, no you, stay, you you uh, staying up and uh, uh, joining us. But first and foremost, I want to say congratulations, guys, on the success of uh, the Blue Beetle graduation. I have the trade paperback here. Uh, really well done. Um, so congratulations. And also with the announcement that it's going to be an ongoing series as well. Yeah, Thanks. we're stoked about it. That's very cool. Um, so I know you can't give specific details, um, but what are some of the things that maybe um, Blue Beetle might be facing or going through or what some of the themes are in the upcoming issues? Oh, gosh. So, um, you know, Jaime's got a lot on his plate always. Um, he's got these new beetles. He's got Dynastus, the yellow beetle, and Atila, the green beetle. Um, you know, Ted Cord's floating around. We've got Victoria Cord, uh, Paco, Brenda, Starfire, full cast. And we've got a new villain showing up, the Blood Scarab. Uh, so mm -hmm. he has ties to kind of the origin of Kaji Da and the original blue beetle, Dan Garrett. So we're definitely pulling out some deep cuts uh, for this storyline. Nice, nice. And so for, for those that are in our audience who are comic book fans, um, can you take us through that that process of how these ideas and how how we get to enjoy the, this comic book series? Is it it starts off with the pitch? This whole Blue Beetle series, um, I believe, started with the pitch. Is that correct, Josh? Yeah, like maybe like four years ago, five years ago. Um, Andrew and I, our editor Andrew Marino, uh, he started to talk to me about Blue Beetle, and you know, DC had a lot of reboots and continuity shakeups, and so it wasn't really the right time for Jaime. But we had the uh, DC round robin competition about two years ago, and that was kind of a bracket style elimination tournament for all the competing creative teams. So we didn't win. We lost to um, Suicide Squad. But uh, maybe about six months, maybe a year later, Andrew got, gave me the call and he's like, we're back. We're going to do it. So we're doing Graduation <laughs> Day. Uh, and it was, you know, kind of lined up with the movie premiering. And so there's just a lot of excitement around the character. Um, mm -hmm. so it's kind of wild. We've been doing how long has it been it's been like two years of, of of the three of us just working on blue beetle stuff and and it keeps coming excellent excellent well, we're definitely excited about uh this new work 
Um, you talk about their team. So obviously there are, are four of you guys were missing Lucas, who is the, the letterer, letterer of the series. But what kind of challenges are there from working out with a team that is, you know, all the way in Spain and Florida and L.A.? Are there any specific challenges or does technology make it pretty easy for you guys to collaborate? Hmm. Um, well, um, 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 on my end, uh, there's no no problem at all. Um, actually, I try to uh, have communication with with the team each day. I try to um, on my place. Um, I try to send pages almost every day that they know that so that they could know that I'm working, I'm, 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 I'm doing pages. So for me, it's no problem um, at all. Actually, um, I think I try to send pages at the hours that you're waking up, right, Josh? I think. Uh, yeah, I wake up to pages from you like every day. <laughs> I've like what it's been like a year now I think I get pages every single day from you it's like the best part of waking up is like there's a new email in my <laughs> inbox and sometimes it's two pages which is always like a big deal you just did a double page spread that we can't really talk about yet but like oh my gosh I was like that I was so excited all day like I was just showing it to to every, anyone I could <laughs> thank you that's cool <laughs> And uh, for you, um, Will, is there any challenges that, that um, you have with working long distance or has it been pretty easy for you? No, no specific challenges. Uh, I work slightly differently than Adrian. I don't turn in a page a day. Uh, I work slightly differently. I work in groups. Uh, I guess that's the way I'm most comfortable in working. And um, so basically, you know, whatever I finish coloring, I'll turn in. Um, usually of course not usually but always check the script first and you know if there's any specific color notes if there's any specific reference which josh is really great at because he you know sometimes people neglect to include reference <laughs> and reference is pivotal in work so yeah so it's not difficult at all fairly easy other than like the pace that i work uh i just send it in a big group. Uh, basically, we've had the kind of time that's allowed us to deal with revisions and stuff like that in a more at a more comfortable pace for this upcoming series. So uh, that's really great because you know usually sometimes it's, it could be a pretty hectic pace working on a month to month series. So the character that you guys have been working on has had uh, a really big time in the spotlight recently with the new Blue Beetle movie uh, coming out um, to, to much success. Have you guys had an opportunity to see the film, first of all? Yeah, I've seen it twice already. Uh, I love it, but obviously I'm super biased. Uh, I think it's great. <laughs> and how uh, the director, Jolo, like they just they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, me too. I I saw the movie uh, last week. Uh, I wanted to go to the to the to the to the day that they were released here in in Spain, but I waited uh, for some days because I wanted to have this this experience with my family. So I went to the to the cinema with my parents, with uh, my sister, her girlfriend, uh, my girlfriend, um, my best friends. And it was such an amazing experience. I love the movie. I, I'm also biased, but but I don't care. I, I really love the, the movie. I cried twice. 
And I'm hoping to see it again as soon as I can. I want to see this week. I don't think I can, but as soon as I can, I will go back to the to the theater to see it. Actually, I have the theater very close to my to my house. So, so why not? Yeah. Yeah, very yeah. cool. <laughs> and Will, did you get a chance to watch the film? I unfortunately haven't. <laughs> I haven't. I've been like really bogged down with deadlines and stuff like that. So I haven't afforded myself the time to oh. do it. In fact, I only just got around to seeing Flash. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, you know, if it's on HBO Max, then I've seen it. So but don't ask me about anything currently in theaters. I just like have not had time for anything like that. At no, this time, um, I did have a follow-up question regarding the movie, and um, specifically, does the film influence your work? So, I guess this would be directed towards to George, uh, Josh, and Adrian. Um, having the film, and you know, obviously, it has a specific tone. The the writing of the film, the screenplay, and then the visuals of the film. Does that get? does that turn around and impact the work that you're doing, or does DC come to you guys and say, you know, this is a storyline that was in the film we want you to continue it in your work or does any of that kind of crossover happen yeah um you know we're kind of we're really independent from the movie in some ways and then in others obviously like um we have victoria cord we introduced her in the comics before she came out in the movie or palmyra city we introduced that uh, that new exciting location for jaime um but we didn't know what what the movie was about you know that they're like we knew the movie was coming out and that we saw there was an opportunity to include this character, Victoria, in the city, Palmera. But um, I didn't know what was happening in the movie until I saw it in theaters like everyone else. Mm. Um, but, you know, I want our book to be a great jumping off point for people who saw the movie and loved it and want to learn more about Jaime. I want people who've been reading the book since, you know, the original Blue Beetle one uh, in like 2006. Uh, so we're trying to make it friendly to new readers and hopefully like longtime fans. Yeah, and actually, uh, on the drawing side, um, even when 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 DC told us that we we have we have to introduce uh, Victoria Court uh, to the to the comic books, uh, I didn't know how Victoria is, was going to look in the in the movie. So we we did have a lot a lot of freedom to to make our own designs. So I think yeah, we are very very independent to the to the movie but there are uh, some little things here and there that uh connect with with the film i have some question real quick gabe um for josh for palmera city so mm -hmm. i was um chatting with a few other youtubers or whatnot and and there was a debate about the inspiration for the city whether it was like miami los angeles um what could you could you be like the definitive you know this is what my inspiration for it was. Could you give us anything yeah, like so, that? Uh, you know, uh, Palmera is kind of an invention of uh, Angel, the director of Blue Beetle, and also the screenwriter. Um, you know, uh, it's, he kind of, I think he sees it as Miami because he's, okay. uh, I believe he's Puerto Rican. And so he kind of wants that, like, that nightlife, that color, that vibrancy. Um, for me, when I was writing it, I didn't know any of that. <laughs> so um, I kind of see it like a Silicon Valley, like a bo tech boom town on the, like, the Gulf Coast. So I see it okay. more. I see it more like, what if, uh, you know, what if San Francisco in, lived, was on in Texas on the coast? 
And so kind of like a high tech future city, but also has like the surrounding, like the keys area, you know, it's got a lot of like culture mm -hmm. and history there. So you kind of get the, the old, the old world, and then you got the new world kind of colliding with each other. Nice. Fair enough. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Um, I, so I had a question for you, Adrian. So uh, you mentioned um, the invention of Victoria Court and, and not knowing how she looks. In the trade paperback, we have some, some sketches of your work and different iterations of Blue Beetle. Can you share that process of, of what it is as an artist to go through when you have a character and you want to put your own spin on it? Um, and how does how does that work? How do you how do you create how does that creation come to uh, come into fruition for you oh um well it's a thing that i really enjoyed a lot from from graduation day specifically because i had the the chance to to design a lot of characters uh dynasties uh, nitida and and their um uh, civilian looks and uh, victoria court uh, palmera city uh, a, a lot of a lot of stuff. So I, the, Josh's notes notes uh, were really really inspiring to me, and he also sent me um, some reference from uh, the look of the of the characters, how he was imagining them. So that was really helpful, and uh, and and then it's it's very um, I, I don't know how to how to say that. But it felt, felt very natural to me. Um, I just drew them and then send them back. And if they have any notes for me, uh, I will make changes uh, here and there. But, uh, but it was a very natural process of what I had in mind, uh, putting in the paper, or in this case, in, in a screen, and then uh, the rest. Nice. And so a lot of your work, you know, you have to have, I, I would assume, um, some interest in in like fashion or design of characters. Where do your, your does your inspiration come to when you're creating characters and, and their their look? Have you studied fashion? Do you take note of fashion that's that's kind of currently going on? Or is it just stuff that you've been inspired by, you know, by reading comics or video games or other other work? Yeah, it's 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 simply stuff that I see uh, in, in, other, in another comic books or in, in the regular day. Uh, funny thing sometimes uh, when I go to, to, to shopping and I go to, to places uh, where, they, where you can buy um, uh, clothes, sorry for my English, <laughs> um, uh, I took uh, photos and then this uh, serves as an inspiration for for me, but the inspiration uh, comes from a lot of, of of different places. But no, I, I haven't studied anything about about fashion. Actually, sometimes when I'm designing uh, this kind of stuff, I feel like maybe I'm not doing it in in the best way I could I could I could make it like. It's not the the best I could I could make, but uh, hopefully uh, I think I, I think I'm wrong. Yeah, you did a great job. I mean, specifically, I'm kind of thinking of Victoria Court and the outfit that you wear. I think is very specific to her character and and say a lot by you know by the way she looks and um, the way you know you can kind of learn a lot about her character by by the clothes that she's wearing. At least for for my my perspective. Um, well, I, I wanted to ask you this, this book, 
has a very distinctive look when it comes to the colors. What was your inspiration for for the way that that uh, you would approach your work? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think initially when we did the round robin, I just took a look at what Adrian was doing, and I had a like a feeling as to it was more like a natural thing, like what Adrian was describing. Uh, his stuff was like super dynamic. Uh, had a lot of energy to it. So I wanted to match that with the color palette. It wasn't going to be something that was like a subdued, dull color palette. It was going to be something <laughs> bright, vibrant, like boom, like in your face, basically. So that's what, that was my initial choice. And then um, during the round robin, and then when we worked on graduation day, and then I started getting the scripts on stuff like Palmera City, um, <clears throat> Then I started actually using more like photo reference and stuff like that for the skylines and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that's where like the inspiration for a lot of that comes from. So, yeah, a lot of it, you know, will come from real life. Uh, much like Adrian says, I have a lot of photo books. I take photos and stuff. You know, if there's something that I see that's particularly eye catching, you know, I'll utilize it as as reference for what I do excellent well i i wanted to take an opportunity to ask you know you guys are are three working professionals within in the industry um obviously all in different areas and aspects of of the comic book industry but for those of our our uh, listeners or viewers of our content um that are hopeful of trying to get into the industry um, could you give some advice or maybe share some information about how you got your foot in the door and, uh, you know, hopefully maybe share some of that with, with our audience? Oh, um, let's see. Uh, you know, I started to do comics. I wanted to do comics always, but um, maybe about, God, 20 years ago, I had like an internship at a comic book company, which was a huge opportunity. But, um, you know, I learned how to make comics but I didn't know how to make them like a professional. And so I learned that the, the only way to become a comic book writer is by making the books. So I had to learn how to find artists. I had to learn how to pay artists. I had to learn how to print the book. I had learned the conventions and this and this and this. And so, you know, I was waiting for like 10 years for someone to give me the opportunity until I just gave myself the opportunity and started to make waiting for that call when really like what editors like is are people who take the initiative and make their own stuff you know yeah for me um i think it's it's very similar actually because uh i i always wanted to to be a comic book artist so i've been drawing comic books uh, all my life uh for when i was a, a kid and then in little um, with little publishers here in Spain, and then you, I started uh, showing my my work on on Spanish conventions. There were a lot of conventions here in Spain where editors from Marvel and DC came here. So I showed it, I showed it to to them uh, my my work. Uh, had a lot of rejects from from them at first, but. You keep working, you keep drawing, and then you start to have more big gigs. First here in Spain, then in the in the U.S. market, 
And then I started working with Pepe Caldelas, who is a comic book agent that ha- is working with uh, Jorge Jimenez, uh, Bruno Redondo, um, Danilo Sampere, a lot of big, big names in the industry right now. And when I started working with him, he started showing my, my work uh, on Marvel and DC. And then I had the first chance to work for, for DC, for the Blue Beetle Round Robin, the first pitches that we, we made back in 2020, 21st, and until now. So my my advice would be keep working, keep showing your your stuff to, to everyone. Right now, uh, you can show it in, in every social network and be in contact with almost anyone. So I think if you keep trying hopefully someday you will get what you are uh, hoping mm-hmm. oh and as far as me uh i initially started as an intern at a company um just be- and started dabbling basically with like photoshop and learning how to color and then i worked with a small studio that was working for a publisher at the time. And then from there, actually, I got hooked up with cross-gen comics. So I guess basically, oh, okay. man, the way I got in was basically through the internship and it kind of just like domino from there uh, up to up to now. And then, uh, yeah, I <laughs> did the round robin with uh, Adrian, but, and, uh, Wow! Yeah, I can't believe like I can't believe that was like 2021, man. That's some, <laughs> like my mind is like blown by that. But uh, yeah, that's basically how I started within the industry. And man, like I said, these guys are absolutely right. You got to hit the convention circuit quite a bit. You got to get your stuff out there. It's much easier now than it was back then because I actually had to like do the legwork back then and now you have social media to be able to get the exposure mm-hmm. so uh that's all it is man just keep at it just keep doing it every day you know never be satisfied with where you are you know keep going and then you know and and you you don't have to you know i guess yeah if you keep going and you grow from there it's just going to happen it's it's gonna happen for you. That's it's it's as simple as that. You know, never quit. Mm-hmm. Keep putting your stuff out there, and people will notice. Excellent. Well, as, as artists, I'm curious. You know, you you put so much, I think, of your heart into your work. Um, how did you get to the point where you became okay with no's or with criticism? Um, and and how would you? What advice could you give? Uh, to those that are trying to break in the industry that are kind of in that um, in that that time in their life where they're putting their work out there and they're getting that feedback or what they can consider criticism um, and, you know, not let it break your heart or or really diminish your your motivation. Is that a question for me or for Adrian or for any of us? I think for any of you guys, I think that that I think all of your work, I would assume, you know, you put so much into it. Um, as artists that that it could be potentially 
disastrous for someone that has maybe like a low self-esteem that is first starting to get out there and, and putting their work out there for the first time. Um, I know, you know, as a creative myself, it took a while for me to kind of develop that thick skin where, you know, I, I knew that people had their best interests when they were critiquing my work. Um, but but it took some time. So how, how did you guys get to that point where were you able to accept that criticism or or face some no's and still be motivated to continue to go forward? I think um, I personally. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, like for me personally, like um, criticism can be rough to take. We just got to take it in stride. Um, if it's constructive, take it as such. You know, take it as the constructive criticism as it is, it, that it is. And like, never stop learning. I mean, like, I feel for myself, I'm, I'm never, I'm not satisfied with where I am. I'm always learning. I'm learning every day. So if there's cons constructive criticism to be given, I'll take it as such. And it's not easy early on. You're always going to think that your stuff is like, boom, it's the bomb or whatever, yeah. you know? But if you have someone who's been doing it for a minute and they can actually take the time to mentor you and, you know, give you solid advice, because uh, there's plenty of material out there for, for people to be able to read and reference and look at and learn from. And, you know, if if you can... If you can accept that criticism and grow from it, then you're going to be fine, ultimately. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I, I think, that, like Will said, uh, when there is a constructive uh, criticism, you have to take it and absorb it as good as you, as you can. When there is a destructive uh, criticism, uh, I think it's easy to say, but don't give up. I don't know if you can say <laughs> words here, but I think you know what, what I mean, right? Yeah. So, um, um, but but it's but it's really easy to say that, um, and you you're gonna have days where that things could hurt you more. Days that I don't care about what they say. At the end of the day, these are just opinions of a single person. Mm -hmm. that maybe are thinking about you and your work in a second, in a minute, but the next thing that they're going to do is criticizing another one or doing another mm -hmm. thing or forgetting about mm -hmm. you. So, uh, but, but, but it's a thing that has happened, that happens and that it will happen. Uh, I think that for all of us, we're going to, we, we have to assume that uh, unfortunately, uh, we're going to receive criticism forever uh, mm -hmm. sadly yeah. so we have to face it the the best way we we can and i think when when it's something that can help you to develop and to uh, to grow take everything and when it's something destructive uh i think that what i would say is try to use that sadness that that rage that 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 produces uh, to you and and think about think for yourself tomorrow i'm going to make this better and you will not gonna criticize me because i'm getting better and better and better and better we are evolving every day yeah. so 
I repeat, it's easy to say, but uh, it's something that we have to face the, the best way we can. Yeah, uh, I'm a baby, so I take it really hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, I try to, the only criticism I try to care about is my editor, Andrew, Adrian, Will, Lucas, you know, the team, I try to push myself to be better. And I try to push myself to, to make better stories every time I turn in a new issue. Um, but, you know, you have to remember that a lot of these people who are coming by kind of for a quick, um, a quick insult, they don't necessarily read the book very carefully if they read mm -hmm. the book at all. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people out there who share a single panel from a comic book and then you make a judgment about that comic book because of one one panel and like that's not fair to the creators either so um you have to i try to remember that the people who have the meanest criticism don't actually read the books usually uh and so that's like that's important for me but then you know i read the reviews i i try to take that all in you know i see what people like about the book i see what people don't like about the book and i try to like I try to keep that in mind, but also, you know, we're writing these stories and making these books for ourselves on some level, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. all we can do is try to be true to our vision for the stories and hopefully people dig it. Um, so far they are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, I was going to ask you is what sort of feedback have you guys received, um, you know, from, from the fandom about, about Blue Beetle? Um, you know, it's been out, the trade paperback just came out in August. Um, the new book is about to come out. Um, what sort of reception have you guys been able to have or conversations you've had with the fandom? Oh, it's felt like, honestly, it feels like a homecoming in some level, right? Like, I don't know for you guys, but the people have been so positive and so warm to me about the book. They love Jaime. They're happy to see him back. Um, you know, it's been, it's been a few years since he had his own book. And I think that there's a lot of hunger for him. And also like, you know, we're, we're a fun, upbeat, kind of zippy, high energy book and i think that like fits the character really well so it's nice that people kind of gravitate towards what we're doing and they love adrian's stuff and they love will's colors i didn't have a chance to say this yet but well there's that there's like a page in the second issue where you color dynastus and like the way you make her armor look is like it's so slick it's so good every time every time you color her in particular i just like i lose my mind i agree I totally agree. The way Will uh, colors dynasties is it's amazing. I, I really love it. And yeah, the, the, I think that the reactions for for graduation day in general have been really really positive. There were uh, a little. Uh, I, I would say ninety percent ninety percent of people of, of of the of the feedback that I've been receiving is really really positive, really good. I mean, then well, this app. Uh, 10% maybe were people who's angry because this, that, or whatever. But I think people in general have loved this, this book. Uh, actually, it, it surprised me because, uh, well, like we, 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 were being, we were saying, uh, you try to keep better every day, every day, every day, but you are not always comfortable with what you are doing. You think I can make this better and better. That, But when you see the people loving even panel in, in my case um i don't know if it happens with with you josh with the with the script or or will with the with the colors but sometimes uh i've been doing some panels that i think oh, this is this is not good but ever but then you see people putting that very same panels in their proper <laughs> pictures 
or sharing them and it's like wow oh how is yeah. this happening but it's well received so it's true yeah. it's so true in our field we are always going to be our own worst critics mm -hmm. in a lot of ways and i think one of the greatest things i could say about graduation day is every so often i go on to like comic book roundup just to see what the general consensus is on the reviews and when it came to graduation day it never dropped like the the reviewers loved it throughout yeah. each and every issue and there are instances where like a book will start off strong and then just kind of like dip at that point but blue beetle never dipped graduation day never dipped and it and you know, like we will like be very self-critical and stuff, but the fact that all these other people out there thought so highly of it is very telling. Absolutely. Uh, another thing that that I really appreciate um, from your guys's work is the representation for the Latino community. Um, I am curious, looking at the team, it it appears that you know the team is Latino and Hispanic. Is that a happy coincidence, or was that uh, you know something that that DC purposely created a, a team of a Hispanic and Latino uh, creators to to create this work? Oh, that was that was all us, I think. Um... You know, I wanted to, I wanted, I like to do stories that kind of reflect the world we live in. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, DC has these Hispanic Her Heritage Month covers. I think you have that one up right now. Um, and they really like, they have a, there's a lot of important characters, but I want to keep adding to that, right? And so we have like um, uh, Dynastis, she's from El Salvador. As much as I can tell, she's the only El Salvadorian superhero I think there, there's ever been. And that's really exciting to me. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm Mexican, I'm Spanish as well. And so, uh, you know, Natita is Spanish uh, and that's kind of like a nod to Adrian as well. So, uh, you know, we just wanna, we wanna include kind of these, this, this wealth of diversity that we have within this community. Absolutely. And when, when I mean, it, when creating this work and knowing that that you're creating this here this hero that so many young people and and older people because i speak for myself as a as an older fan um that that looks for heroes that represent them does that put a little bit of extra responsibility on your shoulders to make it uh, you know successful or to make it a great character uh i mean yeah we want to you know you want to get it right whether it's a, a diverse character or whether it's a, maybe a, kind of just another character but like, you know, we want to treat this like sensitively. And, um, you know, I, I'm not, I don't think anyone's the expert, uh, you know, uh, we're not a monolith. And so everyone's experiences are kind of different within the Latino and uh, Hispanic community. But, uh, you know, it's something we're always trying for and like getting Spanish in the book was a really big deal for me. Like, I'm so glad the DC was willing to put in a lot of untranslated Spanish. And then they do this, the whole Spanish language edition as well with the only book I think in the US that's being published in English and Spanish at the same time. Awesome. Um, I, I had a question regarding um, some of the guest stars. We had some amazing guest appearances by um, some other DC characters that are pretty iconic in the book. I know you guys probably can't get into any details of, of any future appearances or um, any specific details, but um, the, for the three of you guys, is there anyone that you guys would like to see introduced into the book, maybe that would be on your wish list of, of characters to be able to have uh, Jaime team up with? 
I'll let, I'll let you guys go first. I have a I have a huge list. I made <laughs> I'm waiting on a page from Adrian that has like <laughs> has a lot of guest stars. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's one in particular that I've been thinking about him a lot lately, uh, which is uh, Green Arrow, oh. because Green Arrow is one of my my favorite uh, superheroes. And I remember that we had a chat, Josh and and I, one day uh, before we we were starting graduation day and talking about uh, possible uh, cameos of another heroes of the DC world. And I don't remember that I mentioned Green Arrow. I think that we we couldn't make it because of continuity issues, I think. But uh, there's a character that I've been obsessed for a lot of years. And after drawing, you know, almost every big member of the of the Justice League, uh, Batman, Superman, uh, Jessica Cruz, Green Lantern, uh, Shazam, uh, Cyborg, um, Sapphire, whatever, these big, big names of, of DC, uh, I, I, I would really like the, the chance to, to draw someday Green Arrow and having him at the same side of, of Jaime. Really interesting. Hmm. So, <laughs> well, we see it in a future issue. We know where it started right here. <laughs> uh, who else would I want in the book? We talked about Donna Troy a lot. Um, oh, yeah, Donna Troy. Yeah, we love Donna Troy. So hopefully someday for her. Um, every, it's no secret. I'm a big fan of Bunker. So uh, I'm always always thinking about how to sneak Bunker in the book. But um, we have, you know, it's a solo hero book. It's Jaime's story, but we also have 12 main characters. So <laughs> it's always tricky to find room for all of them. Um, and so, uh, you know, issue three, I think we it, it's out there. But, um, you know, we're bringing back Tracy 13 for a special story. And we have a lot of other characters kind of popping in and out. Adrian drew some of uh, some of my favorite heroes in the beginning of issue two, and so I think people are really going to be excited to see those ones again. Very cool. And, and for uh, for you for you, Will, any uh, anyone that you in particular that you would love to work on? Man, I was giving it some thought while the guys were talking, <laughs> and I think one of my favorite characters coming up was Firestorm. So I'd love to see Firestorm and Jaime together. That'd be yeah. really yeah, I think that would be dope. Yeah. So, um, that's my vote. <laughs> I'm taking notes for sure. <laughs> uh, he, I mean, he's got such a great design, too. I, I would, I mean, like, I would actually, I think I just said that because I'd like to color him. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, wrapping this up, I, I want to take an opportunity to, to give you uh, guys uh, first of all, I want to congratulate you on the success of, of the book. Um, very big fan here. Um, I, I love the work. I can't wait for the future issues to see where Jaime goes from here. Um, but I want to thank you on behalf of the fandom for creating something that's really special and really cool. Uh, so thank you very much. Oh, thanks to you. Yeah, I, mean, I, I want to thank the fans because without you guys, you know, we wouldn't be putting this stuff out there, honestly. Yeah. So, you know, thank you. Yeah, the same people who are kind of championing us for the round robin, they've stuck with us the whole time. They have their fan accounts. They post the updates every time there's new news for the book. And that's like, we couldn't do any of this without the fans. And like, in DC too, some of our biggest fans are people who work at DC. So uh, 
we're just really, I think we're all just super grateful and like, you know, it's uh, it's hard to make a book that's not uh, Batman or Superman sometimes. So they've really been giving us a lot of chances with, with, with Jaime. Yeah, well, he he's definitely right up there for me. Uh, one of my favorite favorite superheroes. Um, and so, uh, good luck with the continued success um, with the continued work. Um, for our fans that want to see some of your work, um, we do have your social medias um, up on our screen so that they can find you. Um, are any con are you guys going to any conventions soon where um, people might be able to connect with you personally and face to face? Let's see. I know Adrian's doing New York Comic Con. I'm trying to figure out how I can get over it. Uh, but uh, I'm doing Latino Comics Expo this week, uh, this upcoming weekend in uh, Long Beach, California. And then uh, I think that's my last real superhero convention for for a while. But uh, I want to get out, get the book in, in as many hands as possible. So we'll see yeah. if I can sign up some more. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, at New York Con. It's, it's going to be my first time in America in general. Oh, so I'm very excited wow. and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm so happy with it. And I'm continuing drawing Blue Beetle. And hopefully we we get the chance to draw many, many, many more arcs for, for the character. Absolutely. Well, any upcoming uh, appearances at any conventions for you? Uh, nothing that nothing this year I'm gonna try and hit the convention circuit a little more next year uh ho hopefully for New York City next year so if Adrian can go back I would oh, yeah. love to, you know if you if you can make it an annual thing I would definitely love to like uh hook up with you there um yeah, but nothing this year unfortunately yeah I'm gonna try and hit the convention circuit a little bit more next year Absolutely. I think it would be great for the fans to be able to see, uh, you know, you guys all on a panel discussing your work. Um, mm -hmm. Also, maybe hopefully including Lucas Catoni, who's the letter um, as well. Um, I think that you guys are doing a, once again, uh, I just want to compliment you on the great work that you guys are doing. But thank you for taking the time for joining us um, on our podcast today. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Um, so uh, thank you to all three of you. Um, and uh, we want to wish you future uh, success. Um, we'll be picking up the issue um, in, within the next few days. I'm excited to see that new work. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, thanks for getting us together. It's been, I don't know why we haven't done this yet. <laughs> well, thanks, thanks to every one of you. Uh, it's been a pleasure to chat with each, each one of you. And yeah, Blue Beetle issue one is coming out. So I'm really hoping you like it. And thanks to, to everyone for, for the support. Yeah, likewise. I'm really looking forward to everyone seeing issue one. I'm really excited for what we've done. And I'm really excited for what we're going to be doing for future issues. And I and hopefully the fans will be just as excited as we are when they see it. Excellent. Definitely. Well, Gabe, thanks for leading this discussion. That was really great. Will, Josh, Adrian, thanks for taking the time to, to chat with us here on Pop Cult X. Everyone out there, make sure you go follow them on Instagram, follow them on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, if they're on there. And, you know, support Blue Beetle, support this book. Like you said, um, Gabe, that's coming out, I believe, in two days on the 5th. Uh, the first issue drops. So I will be sure to be there. I, if it's not in your pull list already, be sure to add it. I know I added it to mine. So thank you guys again for coming on. We really appreciate your time. Thanks, Thanks. guys. See you. Bye. Thanks again.